Joining me on the show today is Hudson Leake. Hudson's best known for her role as the arch-nemesis of Xena Warrior Princess. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Benjamin May McKay's Talk To Me. I'm your host, Benjamin, and joining me on the show today is Hudson Leake. Now, I got to catch up with Hudson in Adelaide last month when she was here for Oz Comic Con, so I'd like to thank everyone at Oz Comic Con for facilitating this interview. She discusses her time on Xena, what she's doing now, and her advice for people looking to work in the industry. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Well, welcome to the show, and thank you for joining me today. Now, um, what inspired you to become an actress? Mm. When I was growing up, I don't think you'll know who this is. Well, you might. I used to watch uh, Sonny and Cher. Mm-hmm. And I must have been five, and Cher was so glamorous and magical, and that's what I wanted to be when I was five. Mm-hmm. And what journey did you take to get from that inspired moment to becoming a professional actress? Well, um, I quit modeling. I quit modeling right in the middle of it when I was in Paris, and I knew I really, because I, I was a terrible model. And I wanted to, I knew I wanted to act, so I came back to Rochester, New York, which is where I grew up. And I went to a college, and I took a theater course, and I took a sociology course, because I really didn't know whether I wanted to be a shrink or an actress. And then I got the lead in the play, um, and that's when it all started. And then I moved to New York City and went to Neighborhood Playhouse. And uh, when you were in Neighborhood Playhouse, you it was a two-year school, sort of like fame, mm-hmm. and it was all realms of of acting, so voice, stage work, singing, dancing, everything. And you couldn't work. You couldn't actually get a job while you were there. You had to go to school full time. And as soon as I graduated, I got an agent, and I started working right away. That's wonderful. And do you think it's crucial for a working actor to have that that university training? No. No? No, I don't. I think we can do anything we want once we put our minds to it. I think if we have strong enough desire for something and a love for it especially it's the love and the desire mixed together uh, we can manifest what we really want to do and so what advice would you offer to people looking to become working actors well it's very different now than it was when I was doing it when I was doing it people would see plays and that's what I, I did I did a play and you invite people it's very different now now I, I it's only a guess I haven't acted in a very long time but for example you love doing what you do so you loved this you went after it full force correct? that's right yeah right so you still love it and even how you're talking to me right now you're very direct you're really directive because this is what you love mm. right yeah so right. how did you do it I, I set my mind to it and uh, kept working at it, I suppose, and, and eventually that, uh, that success came, hard work and dedication. And you believed in it. Mm. You believed it was possible, yes? Yes. You believed it was possible. That's the key, right? So people keep telling you, you're not going to be able to do that, which you probably have had. I'm sure we've like, all had that in this right, industry. Right, right. But you too, like, oh, you can't do that. Like, what do, you, what do you think you're doing? You can't do that. And you go, yes, I can. Like, there's even no... Why would someone tell you you can't do that? I think our cultures are a little bit different. In, in New Zealand, England, and Australia, you have something called tall poppy syndrome. We don't have that. We don't have that. So You're more lucky. kudos to you even because you have to go through even harder things because you're not allowed to be your full, beautiful, gorgeous self because everyone's like, hey, you can't be that big. <laughs> and I didn't grow up in it. I only know a little bit of it because I spent time in New Zealand. But 
um, I think it's that love of something. And even though, regardless of what other people say to you, you say, yes, I can. Mm. And I want to. It's because I want to. And it feels right to me and it feels good to me. And then we manifest it. We do. Yeah? Yeah, it's been, I mean, I'm about to embark on a national tour, which people keep telling me that it's impossible. (laughs) Nine cities, so. So how impossible is that? It's uh, it's finally here. It's hard to believe, but. uh, Right. Yeah. It's, but uh, it's it, because of your love and absolutely. and your willingness and to go, keep going forward regardless of what other people are saying to you, mm. right? That's right. You've got to have it's a gorgeous. thick skin. Yeah. Oh, and even if you don't have a thick skin, even if it hurts you, it's still your, you still pick your love. You still, you still choose your self-love, which I know is not a big thing here, but it, it's so important. You, you still choose yourself first. In a, in a not an egotistical way, yeah. in a loving way. And then you manifest something, and then you give something beautiful to other people. Mm. you got to love what you do. That's right. Mm. Now, you've had a remarkable career so far. What's been your favorite project to work on? Oh, I don't feel like my career's been so remarkable. Um, I would say Xena was probably the most fun because mm. the, it was insane, and what's more fun than that? Nothing. you got to love what you do, and having an insane project can be the most fun. Mm. And how do you prepare before playing a new role? I don't prepare anymore for things like that, but um, I didn't prepare. I wouldn't really prepare. I would sometimes I'd bring the script on the plane, and I would read the script, and um, for that particular role, if we're talking about Xena, because that's what I'm most known for, that came incredibly easy for me. It was just very, very easy and fluid. Mm. So memorizing the lines was really the hardest part. Okay. And as you said, a lot of people know you for Xena. When you were working on that first series, could you ever envisage how popular it would become? No idea. You never know. You don't... It's like throwing paint on the wall. You do a job and you have no idea what happens after that. So no, I I had no idea, nor nor would I have had any idea of how long the staying power would be, Mm. like right now. Yeah. And I assume you get asked a lot of questions about Xena. What's the most common one you hear? God, um, I don't know. I don't. Can I can't it? think of a common. Like, did I enjoy playing Xena? No. Um, was it fun playing that character? Yes, very much so. So, how do you reflect on your time on the show? Oh, it was very hard. It was a very personal, um, very difficult time personally in my life during that time. So, I have mixed feelings about it. One, it was incredibly difficult. And two, um, I think it saved my life in a lot of ways. And so I have amazing amounts of gratitude for that show. Does that make it harder to talk about sometimes, especially at events like this, because it was so hard personally for you at that time? Mm. My first instinct as you were asking that was, no, not at all. But if I really sit with it, um, yes, I think actually if I was being really honest, Mm. I would say it's mixed. I enjoy it and... uh, it was incredibly, it's incredibly fun to do some conventions. Um, but yes, I think there is a tinge to the same thing. It's mixed. I feel an amazing amount of gratitude because I do feel like it saved my life. And I feel um, it hits a wound. It does like lightly touch this wound kind of over and over again of during that time. But it's also healing because that was a very long time ago. Hmm. Now, with a long-running show like Xena, were you able to work with directors and writers to help evolve and develop your character? 
Yes, Rob Tappert was very open about uh, letting us develop our own characters. I mean, we not in the beginning. Of mm-hmm. course, you audition and then you get the character. But once he would see that that was our character, they were really... They were hands-off. They were not controlling at all. They w- we'd sit at the round table and we would have... They would give us permission to be like, oh, you know, my character really wouldn't say that because it's always different writers. So... Um, and it wouldn't happen a lot. I usually really loved what the writers, how the writers would write me. Although once I had, I was doing a Hercules episode, my first one, and Kevin was Kevin Sorbo was the executive producer, and he was like, sitting at the round table, and he was unaccustomed to my character. And they wrote him, they wrote my character very acidly, like just brutal, because she is, she's brutal. And he was like, nope, she's not saying that. She's not saying that. She's, and I'd never had someone cut my lines out before. But he was an executive producer. What could I do? But um, I was like, I looked at him and I was like, that's fine. You, you keep those words because they don't need the words. <laughs> We're going to have other ways of playing. And we did. Mm. So looking back on all your, all your Xena work, is there anything you'd change about your characterization or the show? I would change how I played the angel. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the show? I've seen a lot of it. I haven't seen okay. uh, the angel episode, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that's what I would change. Okay. Any reason why? Uh, it was a bit boring and, and not, it's too flat. Okay. It was too flat. All right. Well, uh, finally, where can our listeners stay in touch with you online? Well, I'm pretty active on my Facebook page. Um, I have a, a website called Healing Heart Yoga. Um, Thank you. She always helps me with this. Hudsonlike.com. So that's where I, I write about all the places that I teach yoga and the retreats I do all over the world. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much for your time today and enjoy Els Comic Con this weekend. Thank you. That was my chat with Hudson Leak. Uh, once again, thank you to the team at Oz Comic Con for facilitating that for me. Now, next month, I'll be joined by two returning guests. First up, Sammy J for the first June episode, and he'll be back to discuss his TV series, which has done hugely well in Australia, the UK, and now in the US as well. And then Kurt Phelan will be back on the show to talk about his new cabaret, Feeling Groovy. Uh, so look out for that next month. And as always, don't forget to check out the movie reviews on the website. There's a ton of great films out right now, and you wouldn't want to miss them. As always, thanks to our incredible supporters, Mad Zombie Collectibles, Madman Entertainment, and Palace Nova Cinemas. I've been your host, Benjamin Mamakay, and I'll see you next month. <laughs> <laughs>